0: Welcome to another Girls on Games podcast. My name is Leah. I'm the host of this show. This is episode number 415. And on the show this week, we're going to talk about Lenovo jumping into the handheld video game market. The SAG Extra Strike, maybe coming into the video game ecosystem and taking effect. And... Wholesome Games is now becoming a label and they've got their first game out and I'm really excited because I think Kat's gonna love it. But before that, (laughs) let me introduce you to the friendly voice joining me on this digital table here today. Kat is back to the bare bones again. You and me, girl, (sighs) we can do it
1: just the two of us we can make it if we try (laughs) just the two of us you and I
0: yeah let's do the housekeeping then get into the crew check-in which is me checking in with you which is gonna be interesting since I saw you on Friday but more on that (laughs) in a minute (laughs) if you enjoyed this show you you can subscribe we're available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify and Podbean. If you'd like to get some GOG merch, you can go to slash shop girls on games. Or if you'd like to give us a tip, maybe buy us a coffee, you can do that by going to our Ko-fi. that's ko-fi.com/girls on games. Yeah, it's uh, just the two of us this week. Uh lots of like scheduling conflicts, vacations, just overall chaos and uh technical difficulties. So was Kat and I. Yep. <laughs> How you doing, Kat? Yeah. What's your week been like?
1: I'm good. Um, I'm enjoying summer finally.
0: <laughs> yeah, there is summer background again. Like we were like, I was I was so ready to pumpkin yeah. spice latte my life.
1: <laughs> it's been like, like, like so cool for the past two weeks with like 15 overnights sleeping with the windows open with yes! the comforter on. And then today it felt like forty.
0: Yeah, and it's going to for the next few days. Today, at least, it's yeah. sunny out. The next two days is supposed to be like rain and thunder and lightning. So, yeah, yeah and I'm cool with that, uh, except for traveling to and from work. But besides that, it's like prime time to stay inside and play games. But, yeah, I, I really want to be fall now. I like the fall games are releasing, you know, all the fashions out there. Starbucks has yeah. pumpkin slice lattes. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I tomorrow it's going to be 32. Like, I'm 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 not sure. Like, am I. Should I go to work or should I stay in and avoid like going out in such heat? Yeah, I was ready for fall yet. Summer's back with a vengeance. Yeah, legitimately. It's just going to be one of those weeks. But anyway, um, other than that long weekend. Yeah, you guys, you guys came to visit.
0: We did. It was so much fun. You got to meet Gibson. Yes.
1: Yeah, Dimitri he was a very good not boy this appreciate weekend. The visit, but no, we did.
0: <laughs> I was actually really impressed that he that you know I had the we left the door open a crack for Dimitri, like, yeah. but Gibson didn't go over there at all. It wasn't until Dimitri decided to venture out and test
1: the waters. Yeah, I I, I think. Gibson was like tired by the drive because you guys drove in that day. We did that that we did. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it it was his first real road trip. Like he's mm-hmm. obviously had trips in the car and going anywhere in Toronto can be a bit of a adventure. But, uh, you know, for five and a half, six hours is his first real go at that. A lot of firsts this weekend for him. Like. First sleeping out experience is not his own house, which was stressful for him and stressful for us because he kept getting up and not understanding the sounds. And also there was a baby in the other room. So I was afraid he was going to bark and wake the baby. He was very good around the baby though.
1: Okay. That's good to know.
0: Yeah. So he was very gentle, very good. And also my uh, brother-in-law owns a Boston Terrier Mm -hmm. and they became fast friends. And uh, he, uh, I think they both, Crashed after, you know, when they're separated when we, we came home. But I think also they miss each other now. <laughs> Aww. So cute together playing around. But yeah, it was great. And it was so nice to see you and Pascal. And thank you for having us over. And Catherine made a spectacular pizza, which was phenomenal. Mike and I were raving about it when we left. Um, yeah, it was lots of fun. It's nice just having a chance for us to catch up and, yeah, you know, though with all we do this every week. It's not the same thing.
1: No, and it's like I talk a lot about food and cooking, but you finally got to enjoy my cooking.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. And uh, I loved it. I loved it. Um, I want to talk about another thing that happened this week. Uh, a package came in the mail. Actually, while we were gone, a package came in the mail. My uh, neighbor actually came over after he saw that we are back, rang the doorbell and said, this is for you. We p- I picked it up just in case. I was like, thank you. Um, and I'm happy, too, because uh, it's actually a package of books, video game books. You know how I feel about video game books. Um, friend of the show, Jared Petty, is actually the senior editor and project manager over at, of publications over at Limited Run Games, and they oh. now carry
1: books. Oh, limited writing yeah. games do books now. Yeah.
0: So the games, are the, the games, the books he sent me include All the Games Are Good from Stuart Gip, which looks really interesting. What makes a game good? A compelling storyline, perhaps? Intuitive responsive controls are a standout quality. But now, at last... One man dares to stand up and speak truth to power. All he wants is to jump on frogs and collect colorful fruit. This edifying, entertaining, and occasionally emotional rummage through a life, lifetime spent playing all the wrong games should last the test of time as a chronicle of the underappreciated and overcriticized games that nobody else writes about. Open your heart, eyes, mind, and wallet, and you too will understand that all games are good. So I'm intrigued by that. That was one. Another one. Atari Archive, Volume 1, 1977 to 1978. A Contextualized History of Atari CX2600 Video Game Computer Systems First Two Years. About all of the games that came out between 1977 and 1978. Then, this one's really interesting, because I never ever thought anybody would ever... Make something like this. This is called NES Endings Compendium, Volume 1, to 1985-89. This is like looking back at the ending of every single game released for the Nintendo Entertainment System from the system's 1985 launch through the end of 1989. That's four years worth of hard work, unfair hits, cheap deaths, and controllers thrown in frustration at these famously <laughs> brutal games. There's a lot of... Uh, There's a lot of goodies listed on the back of this. So this one features Super Mario Brothers, Super Mario Bros. 2, The Legend of Zelda, Legend uh, Zelda 2, uh, The Adventure of Link, Metroid, Kid Kid Icarus, Mike Tyson Punch-Out, Double Dragon, Castlevania, Simon's Quest, Contra, Ninja Gaiden, Mega Man 2, Blast Master, Shadowgate, and Bionic Commando are inside here. So that is pretty awesome. And then... SG-1000 Works, Sega Gaiden Volume 1, a comprehensive unofficial retrospective looking at every game released for Sega's first 8-bit console. Not licensed or approved by Sega, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it uh, this has an epic ton of games in here too and a lot of stuff I'm not necessarily familiar with because um, I got a, a Sega is definitely a bit of a hole in especially early Sega because uh-huh. we didn't have one definitely a whole. in my gen- knowledge base. I have the
1: Genesis, not the first one. Mm.
0: But it does have Cubert in this book. So that's pretty interesting. And a 007 James Bond game. Huh. The more you know. So yeah, thank you very much, Jared. Um you know how I nerd about uh books, game, uh, you know, books about games, learning more about games, especially stuff that like I never really got a chance to touch um cuz I didn't have those consoles at the time um but yeah thank you i I think that's great that they are doing and there's another publisher out there doing books um because you know it seems like less and less you see that um especially ones that are like really digging into the history because i love preserving the history of video games i think it's very important
1: yeah. You need, like, a, a shelf or a bookshelf or something for all your video game books.
0: I do. I know. Because you to sell fr- a lot now. Yeah, I'm really... The collection is growing, definitely. Especially with that Minecraft cookbook. Darn it, I meant to bring one of those down to you. I gotta ship one down, because I've got two here. And you need to make some of them, because I think you I would do a better job than I would. <laughs> Let's get into the fantasy critic, because games have released... And Catherine is going to run away with the podcast.
1: (laughs) I am. I can sit on my laurels until the end of the year, I think.
0: Yes, Catherine is running away with it all. She has 116.82 points. (laughs) Cleaning up good. Why? Because Starfield came out, though I don't think you've actually gotten the points quite yet for it. It still has the dot dot next to it. Um it, but yeah. the um, I got the
1: points for Sea of Stars, though. You
0: did get the Sea of Stars one. So Sea of Stars came out in eighty-nine in Metacritic. Cat got eight, nineteen uh points for that. And then Starfield sitting at eighty-eight. I imagine the reason it, they haven't locked in yet is because the game officially comes out today um as we record this on tuesday so yeah i anticipate another 17 points for you so yeah i think you've essentially run away with all of it um i I
1: think even if like the rest of my list doesn't publish and i get like zero points i think i still like because like the I don't know, Joelle's at jo-
0: 85. She could yeah, potentially. Yeah, at
1: 85, yeah. Yeah. But it's then- still like a 20-point tw- difference. 40 yeah. points. I know, I'm at almost 120, and she's at oh 85. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. And like, it's 30-something points. Like, this is, I... Aye. I didn't do much for like half of the thing. And then as soon as Tears of the Kingdom came out, I've just been like, boom, 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 boom
0: cat. She has Marvel's Spider-Man too. And Forza yeah. Motorsport. And she's got a hole. <laughs> and she's got so a hole, we'll yeah. see. We'll see. But
1: yeah, I think you might have run away with it at this point. Uh, she could like, I think if she has like a surprise release, like I think Marvel and Forza are going to do well. Yeah. But I, I think she might need for... Like she has Metroid Prime,
0: yeah. That's gonna that.
1: Who's counting I oh, don't that's think that's both
0: Yeah, but I don't think it was. The question is, is is that one gonna get a thing saying it doesn't release this year? Right, that's the question. Um, she's got a slot left too.
1: Yeah, she She's got pick payday
0: up- three, Gunbrella, and Thirsty
1: Suitors. I mean, she could. She could. It really depends on. Oops, sorry, I hit my mouth. Um, <laughs> it really depends on, like, the how the rest of my list performs. Because I do mm-hmm. have City, Skyline 2, and Super Mario Bra- Wonder. Mm, which are yeah. pretty heavy hitters, in my opinion. So, we'll see. They I, I think it's between her and I. Like, yes,
0: it really is. It's tight. But Simon and I are just picking the back. up the pieces. Yeah, Picking up the pieces. Um, I don't think... Was there any, let's just see if there was any movement this week. I don't think there was. Oh, wait. I managed to pick up Cocoon for a bit of five bucks. <laughs> so I, cause I had a bunch of holes in my, in yeah, the thing. Yeah, so I just need to get some stuff. Yeah, a bunch of
1: your games.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That weren't coming out. They were announced weren't coming out. Um, over on the community, uh, it's a bit tighter. As Pat has is in first with actual points of 89.92. And Phoenix is coming in with 75.69 right now. Um jo- then it's Joel, Alban, Darth, me, Simon, and Tim. Um Tim's still sitting there with that minus nine. <laughs> Um, but what's interesting is that most of Pat's games have released uh, as along with Phoenix's. So the question is, is if everybody else will catch up in the end. Okay. Um, so, yeah, Spanish, Spanish acquisitions is Tim. Tim may actually get out of the red. If really? Starfield gives him some good numbers. Yeah, he could get out oh, of yeah, the Starfield. red. Yeah. <laughs> he'd have to get over nine points. He needs 10 points to get zero. (laughs) Poor Tim. Um, But yeah, I mean, still, still going strong. It's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. It's a really, uh, it's a really anybody's game up here in the uh, podcast community group. It's going to be interesting to watch. All right. Uh, Catherine, uh, you still playing Baldur's Gate three?
1: Yep. Yep. I'm still in the first, Act. I am taking my sweet time, but I didn't have a lot of time to play either. Um, mm. It's going pretty slow. Mm. But yeah, still enjoying it. And once this bigger run is done, I might power through a second rung, a Dark Urges run. Mm, See, dark uh, that Urges?
0: R- is that yeah. what they call it? So you do all the all the bad uh, stuff?
1: It's not the evil run. The Dark Urges is the one where you have like something wrong with you and you try to fight it. I'm, I haven't oh. looked too much into it because I want to keep the surprise. That's cool. Yeah. And like that after that, like it's... I'll see what, what I, I play, play, play after that. But uh, mm. yeah, I have friends that already made it like to act three after putting like a good like 60, 80 hours and I was like, how? All, all they've been doing is playing this clearly. yeah, they, like, They've had a... My schedule's been too busy apparently for me to mm. <laughs> make You're good progress. Work
0: have dinner parties with your friends
1: yeah <laughs> gotta go to the gym
0: yeah like exactly yeah clean your house adult play
1: dnd there you go
0: real D, <laughs> which you're supposed to do later yeah. um cat you're gonna want to play sea of stars when the time comes really really yeah when you have a free moment it's gorgeous it feels like a return to form to the RPGs and turn-based RPGs we used to get with that spice of life that you have from like the Mario, Super Mario RPGs with a little bit of like the action side in it too. Mm-hmm. Um, it gives me so many throwback vibes. It's fantastic. I feel like I'm playing, uh, yeah, the original, Super. like, it's funny. Cause like I, when they announced that Super Mario RPG was coming back around, and they were remaking it and putting it on the Switch. I was like, this is fantastic. I've been wanting a game like this once so bad. And then this game came out, and I'm like, ooh.
1: Yeah, it, ooh. it's giving me, like, secrets of mana, original yeah. Final Fantasy. Yeah. Uh, Chrono Trigger. Yeah, it has all of that.
0: All of that. Cat. It's gorgeous. There's cooking. Of course there is. There's fishing. Cooking and fishing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Exactly what we love. They know how to get the hooks in us. Um, Yeah, I know Joelle's playing too. I'm really curious to see what she has to say. But so far, like I'm hooked to the point where tonight I'm supposed to start Starfield. And Mike just told me he's racing because uh, they have to. They raced last night, Formula One, but now they're going to race again tonight. And I'm like, well, I don't have. Access to the Series X because he's out in the living room, but I can play it on the Xbox One X back here and play Sea of Stars, and I might just do that while he's playing because, like, I'm only gonna play Starfield on the best console I own. No,
1: no, no. You want all, you want all, all the power for that. All game. the power, all the
0: power. But yeah, I'm like, oh, how do I go play Starfield when I have been this one like ah, oh, it's so pretty. Yeah. it's such a and me it-
1: game. It looks like also like you have two characters, like you don't have like a full party or like a lot of characters to manage.
0: Yeah. There are other, there are other party members that come along. Um, but the two party members are the warriors of solstice and they, Mm -hmm. you can flip back and forth who you want to lead play as at any point. It doesn't really change anything in the story. Um, so you got a choice if you want to flip back and forth between the two of them. Um, i started as the female Valair, valet what's her name again? Sea of Stars characters. Valaire, I guess you would say V A L E R E. Is that how you pronounce her name? Valaire. Yep. Zale is the other one. Um, mm-hmm. Garl is their friend who is doesn't have the magical mystical powers. uh, but he can cook. And that Perfect. is his, one of his superpowers uh, is that he makes fabulous meals. Um, and then there's, yeah, there's a whole bunch of other characters that come around, but I've only really met one other. They're not really a party member. They're like a historian. Um, she's pretty cool. And, uh, yeah. So just making my way through, you know, I am probably only a few hours in, but I'm like, Oh, how am I going to jump away and play Starfield
1: now? I think it's probably like a shorter game. So you can probably power through it and play I start start feel know. like this weekend.
0: I looked at buying, cause it came out on Xbox game pass. That's how I'm playing it. And I looked at potentially purchasing it on switch for when I was traveling, but it was mm-hmm. not a Nintendo expensive game, but it wasn't a cheap game by any means either. So I'm curious. I'm not sure what the traditional playtime is.
1: Apparently it's like, 20-ish hours uh, Google is telling me So people yeah. are saying Main story about 27 hours Main plus side about 32 hours And completionist is about 40 hours
0: That's not terrible Okay That's not Starfield Which is going to be a monstrosity Oh her uh, father f- escapes three Yeah exactly m. Tears of the kingdom uh, Exactly um, And yeah Fae Farm is coming out on the 8th <laughs> All these games that speak to me are coming out. Um, Yeah, I'm 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 going to see about that one because I've been looking at playing that. Steve got to play it at one of the conventions and was telling me he came to me. He's like, I have a game you're going to love that I got to play. And I'm like, what is it? He's like, Fae Farm. and I'm like, I'm already following it. Of course you are. (laughs) Follow all of the cute games on uh, on Twitter. Uh, Or X now. Uh, But yeah, this, we are in for quite a fall. Uh, We are, you know, under 50 days away from Spider-Man 2 as well. Um,
1: Yeah. I I gotta play Miles Morales. I bought it on my computer, but I didn't play it. Oh, you should play that. It's really good. That one's not very long either. I I thought I was going to power through it like between Tears of the Kingdom and Baldur's Gate, but didn't happen. But Tears of the Kingdom eats into your life. I still haven't finished Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> I, like I said during a uh, a podcast, I gave up when I realized there's like a dungeon to get the Ganondorf. I was like, you know what, you win. Have Hyrule. I'm out. I'm going to <laughs> fail. <in." laughs> Maybe I'll go oh back goodness. and just like try and finish the last boss, but I think I might just Google it. I, I at the end I was like over it. Like, honestly, I didn't even do all of the shrines. I was over Yeah, it, so. I mean,
0: it's so much. I've, uh,
1: it's a the lot. The thing is,
0: when that came out to the first one, like Breath of the Wild, like, it was the beginning on the console. I feel like there wasn't too much pulling me away. Oh, well, what was pulling me away was potentially Horizon. Um, mm-hmm. But I ended up playing that later. Um but yeah, now it's just like, I feel like there's so much. And it's not like I didn't have time. It's just that, you know, well, that's not true. There was a lot. Diablo and uh, no, no, t- this t- year was like, And like, <sighs> this year's just so much. There's yeah, so I, much.
1: I'm definitely going to have to visit my, my backlog. Like, I already want to play Sea of Stars. I want to try Starfield. I'm not sure it's going to be the game for me. Because like I said, I'm not big into sci-fi. I'm not big into gun games. But if the story is good, like, you know, I played through Mass Effect. Mm. Um, because like, I really like the RPG and storytelling elements. So I ran into um, my
0: uh, neighbor across the street, or across yeah. the street, across the pathway walkway. And he asked me if I had touched Starfield yet. And I was like, no, not yet. It was like, that was my plan for this evening. He's like, I don't have an Xbox. If not, I'd be playing it. I'm a huge Bethesda fan. And I'm like, yeah, it's, that's that makes this tough. You know, he hasn't bought a Xbox yet. He's a PS five player right now. And I know he likes playing uh, Gran Turismo and Forza and stuff like that. Oh. Or not Forza. F1, sorry. Forza's on the other console. But yeah, uh, it's all anybody is talking about right now online is Starfield. Mm -hmm. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Um, There's been a lot of ridiculous discourse going on about stupid shit and the reason why I hate social media. It's people, honestly the I ability thank- to open their mouth and insert foot
1: constantly. Yeah. I got to thank El- Elon Moss for like curing my Twitter addiction because I've missed all of it because I stopped going online. Yeah. These-
0: yeah. I definitely like I'm on there. I'm definitely not on there. Like I used to be, I used to like, it used to be constant. I usually just go in and check and see what's like trending and things like that and see what's going on in the world when it comes to that kind of stuff. But
1: yeah, I have and- kind of, It's just not fun anymore. (sighs) No. And it's like the the other social medias, like Blue Sky and Threads, are pretty empty. So, I mean, it's a good time to curate who I follow again. But I just kind of gave up on social media.
0: But that's work. (laughs) (laughs) I know. And I feel like it's a good way to stay in touch with people to a certain extent. But then it's usually the surrounding garbage is a bit of a pain um the just dis- obviously having her discord channel is the best though
1: yeah i'm, I'm sinking way more time into discord now um mm. and even that's not much like i ignored it all long weekend
0: <laughs> yeah yeah but i mean there's other stuff going on i was traveling so not much i could do there yeah let's talk about some news the week cat you ready to do that yep let's go Time to talk some news, and this was a news story that Joelle had actually prepped uh, before the technical difficulties that tied her up with not being able to be on the show today. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, how did I miss this? Kat, Lenovo was making a handheld console? Like, how did so, I miss this?
1: I, I didn't know about this either, but it's basically Steam Deck, Nintendo Switch, had a baby. Mm. Um, so this article from CNN underscore, one site that we never visit, like, yeah, <laughs> like, Joe finds like news sources for us. Like, I don't yeah. go on, these, on a lot of these sites, but yeah. So launching this October for $700, the Legion Go is a Windows 11 based handheld that has some unique advantages over the comp- competition including removable controllers and a special fps mode that offers mouse like precision when you're playing your favorite shooters. Wow. So it it looks like it really has a bit like the look of a Nintendo Switch but like more gamer like more like the Rogue Ally. Yeah. Um, and, but like with a bit of the bulkiness of the Steam Deck but the, yeah the controllers come off completely. They
0: look a lot like Switch
1: controllers.
0: I'm actually surprised. I thought Switch had, like, the lock on this, like a patent or something.
1: I mean, we'll see if they get sued, but uh, it doesn't... Although, like, the controllers come off, but it doesn't look like then they can be standalone controllers like the Switch...
0: They are, you look at how, the, if you scroll up, uh, oh, you mean like sideways?
1: Sideways, so that you can ah, do two-player okay. games. It looks more like, because there's the buttons, like the action buttons mm-hmm. are only on the one controller and the other controller has the directional pad and like the two like options mm. and whatnot. So yeah, you can play like a Switch with both Joy-Cons, but you couldn't like play a racing game together. And it looks mm-hmm. like one of the controllers, like the, the right one that has the action buttons, uh, looks like it's got like a trackpad on it. Yeah,
0: I noticed that. It kind of looks like a trackpad fascinating and yeah very similar uh shout out to the legion for having an actual decent kickstand on it too because the one on the back of the switch if you're playing on the airplane that thing's so slim flimsy you like you can knock it over in like one little air bomb this thing is like the full back of it and really like is a kickstand you know not like a measly little slim piece of plastic
1: and it's got an 8.82 8.8 8.8-inch Quad HD display, and it's got a smooth 144 hertz refresh rate. Ooh. So apparently the screen is boss. So it's powered by AMD Ryzen Z1 Extreme Processor with AMD RDNA Graphics, which apparently puts it roughly on par with the higher-end Asus, uh, Asus ROG. Republic of Gaming ally and a bit ahead of the Steam Deck on paper. Um Wow. So uh, it sounds like this thing probably has terrible battery life, like my old yeah, Legion laptop that has like a two hours of battery life. But it says it can recharge up to seventy percent in thirty minutes. So oh, that's charge?
0: nice. Um I like this. There's a whole headline. Comfortable controls with one killer new feature and you get to see like the side view of what the controller is. And thank goodness it actually is designed to fit in your hand because the switch ones, your yeah, hands these start are to cramp junk. after a while. These ones these fit are, in your grip.
1: It it looks like you can use them almost like a like a joystick.
0: Yeah, I think like, that's what the the feature is that's different from other things. I'm trying to
1: read it up here now on what exactly... Yeah, the Legion Go features a special first FPS mode which lets you place the right controller onto an included dock that effectively turns it into a mouse that you can glide around your desk. Sick. This results in an awesome hybrid gaming setup. So, yeah, so the it's like... According to this article and this reviewer, um, the controllers basically... Joy-Con but with like the responsiveness and the beefiness of an Xbox controller. But this thing where it's just like the FPS mode actually sounds pretty pretty dope.
0: I really want to try this version where you have it on the on the dock to make it like a mouse cuz it even looks like they've got like scroll buttons and things like that. And like mm-hmm. when you when you're looking at it when it's like in operating system mode, it looks <laughs> like you have other programs on there too like you can definitely see ex- the Xbox it's there. a Windows 11
1: mini computer. Yeah, so like so, you
0: could probably like do other things on this too, not just play games.
1: Yeah. But it says that it's since it running full Windows 11. That means you can easily download the top PC games from all your go to storefronts, including Steam, the Epic Game Store, Xbox, and EA Play, with a built with a built in Legion Space app that's designed to tie them all together in a convenient one stop hub. Wow. Uh, says you can pair it with a mouse and keyboard for a surface surface like productivity. And you could, or you can hook it to a monitor for a true desktop setup. That's wild. So, Seven hundred you know, bucks USD. I'm curious. I'm, I'm optimistic. I'm really curious too. I'm like, wow, like this is pretty dope.
0: The reason I don't play PC games right now is because I spend so much time at, at, in my back office in front of my computer and I don't want to be back here anymore. That's why I like going out in the front, but there are so many, there are so many like farm Sims and all that kind of stuff that I would love to play, you could play on this. that, you know, if, I find I don't if, spend as much time at. And the fact that like, it has like a mouse imagine like I could play a lot of like the, the SIM games that I like, but on a handheld, with a mouse-like experience.
1: I, I mean, you are in the market for a new computer. Depending on your budget, it could be a computer in this thing.
0: Ugh, I need a, a podcasting
1: computer. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. like you could buy a computer and then buy this thing to play handheld.
0: Or, I could.
1: Or you could buy a beefy gaming laptop like I did. Yeah, that's true. I think I'm still going to go with a
0: tower. I think I still want to do the tower.
1: Something about the physical thing. It's not Mm -hmm. like you don't have enough consoles and stuff to do.
0: Yeah. It's not like I can't just be like, hey, let's go play something else. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) It's true. It's true.
0: And like, I want, I want to play
1: stuff with like RTX and I don't, does this, will this do that? Uh, I don't know. No, it's got AMD graphics. So I don't know if that does like light tracing and all the fancy shit. Mm, Nah, I am not AMD savvy.
0: It's so funny. They said like, oh, consoles are going to go by the wayside. And now it's like every PC company and their mom is making a handheld console, which is essentially just a PC running Windows. <laughs> Who are we kidding?
1: I, I'm, I'm looking forward to the Nintendo Sys and the as well.
0: <laughs> well, they wouldn't have gone this far if they hadn't gotten the okay go or cleared it or something. Do you know what I mean?
1: Or or found their loophole.
0: The loophole might be the fact that they can't turn it on the side.
1: Oh yeah. But there's no like dual controller type thing.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, Kat, I know we're in the middle of the SAG Afro strike. Uh, and considering my work right now, I'm, you know, it is the start of Toronto international film festival and it, It is going to be a different one this year, which is interesting. But, uh, you know, we're slowly hearing about other groups being affected and maybe others coming being brought into the fold because of what's being debated and fought for for the rights of the creators and and artists and stuff that make uh, the content that we consume um, along with TV and movies and streaming content. Um, And now it sounds like video games are coming into the mix of this.
1: Yep. So SAG-AFTRA is calling in on a member vote uh, to vote on whether or not the union should be given authority to declare a strike for video game actors and performers. So because the, co- the union is calling for wage increase in protection against the unrestrained use of artificial intelligence, among other things, because we know that they can um, use their voice to basically deep fake their voice into video games, Mm-hmm. Um, instead of paying the actor to re-record lines. So if members vote to authorize the strike, it does not necessarily mean that strike action will take place. Instead, a SAGAX explains on its website, it gives the union the option to initiate a strike if negotiation with video games company fail to produce a deal that satisfies its members. Um, and then the companies that are uh, in the bargain, they're going to bargain with 10 companies. Activision Production, Blindlight, Disney Character Voices, Electronic Arts Productions, Epic Games, Formosa Interactive, Insomniac Games, Take-Two Production, Voice Work Production, and WB Games. So, uh, and the union is asking these companies to agree the to following. Same wage increase for video game performers as those in TV and film. Artificial intelligence protections around consent, control, transparency, and compensation. On-camera performers to be given rest periods of five minutes per hour. Set medics to be present where any stunts or hazardous work is performed. Prohibition against stunt on performers, self-tape audition, and protection against vocal stress. So some of these, like the uh, on-camera performers and the set medics, are already a requirement for TV and film, but are not a requirement for video game. Hmm. So a lot of it is just bringing video game performance to the same level in terms of protections and wages and yeah
0: we they went on strike a few years ago too right for something
1: was it sag after or was it just the video game i think it might have been just actors. the video
0: game voice actors but not certain um but i remember that uh a while back But it looks like the voting for this, uh, for the eligible members, will close at 5 p.m. on September 25th. The vote was unanimously approved by the SAG Afro National Board. So, yeah, I guess we'll wait and see. Um, I know we are going to see a dip in content um, this fall Mm -hmm. when it comes to movies, TV, that kind of stuff, um, as a lot of productions have been halted. Um, Similar to COVID, I don't think we're going to feel it so much this fall as maybe going into spring, summer next yeah. year and maybe into the fall. Things that we probably would have anticipated getting sooner will probably be later, like the, the final season of Stranger Things and stuff like that. Um, if this does come to video games, it's going to be interesting to see how this pushes things off. It's also mm-hmm. interesting, too, that it's not... You know, it's only those 10 companies that are part of this mix like you see there's some of the big the big ones are not
1: not in this at all right I I think it's because SAG-AFTRA is an American union and so they're negotiating with the biggest ones in the United States okay Uh, well US HQ'd I want to say and it's probably Mm -hmm. like if you look like at, at any company like probably go through a lot of agencies because like you have, you know, Disney character voices. It's probably Mm -hmm. like an internal thing with Disney or like an outsourcing thing with Disney. Like some of these names sound more like big, big production house to help video game studios find performance and voice actors basically. Mm -hmm. Um, And a lot of these are union members. Like I know for any video game, performance capturing in Canada um they have to be a member of the Canadian uh it's ACTRA here okay ACTRA and um there's the uh French francophone equivalent which i forget the name and it's like next door to Ubisoft too um <laughs> you right walk by to- their
0: sign every day <laughs> yeah I, yeah
1: they're actually uh god i forget but yeah so you have to get unionized actors. Even in Canada, it's just like, it's not the same union. hmm Okay. So I guess this must affect more like the Activision blizzards and the electronic arts of this world more than the Ubisoft of this world that a lot of the biggest production for Ubisoft are like either in Canada or in Europe. Yeah. Or they even like Nintendo. De- yeah. Nintendo probably deals with Japanese unions more than anything yeah. And then they probably just go through a localization service for after oh, yeah. that, the translation and whatnot. And mm. um, I don't even know if like a, a, someone like Charles Martinet, if he's like a unioned actor or if he's just got a, contra- a specific contract with Nintendo that's mm. grandfathered. That was yeah. grandfathered because he retired. But yeah.
0: Yeah. Like I don't see Naughty Dog on this list, but they have a lot of actors that work on their games that. Would be yeah. SAG aftra I would well, imagine yeah. SAG yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. He, you know,
1: yeah. Uh, the per, the person that plays Ellie, um, God, what's her name? She's in critical role. Ashley Johnson. Yeah, uh, I know is SAG after. Uh, Laura Bailey, who was on the production as well as SAG aftra So, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. Oops, sorry, my turn to hit the microphone today. Um, yeah, we'll have to wait and see, kind of what they what they decide, and you know, it. It could, once again, uh, slow down things a bit. But for the right reasons. The right reasons. You need to pay people what they are owed. And make sure that they get things like the breaks and stuff.
1: Honestly, AI and deep fakes. Oh, yeah. Like, just a way for people to make more trashy content. It's not going to make things better.
0: No. It's going to make things so much worse for everybody. Mm -hmm. Kat, I wanted to... Bring us back up into a little bit of a high with the, this last piece of news uh, that I want to bring to the table here today. And when I saw it, I thought of you immediately, but it leads into with I am following uh, Wholesome Games on pretty much every platform. I get their newsletters and everything every month, which I highly recommend. If you are into the types of games that we like here at the, at the Girls on Games podcast, go sign up for the Wholesome Games uh, newsletter because it always like drops every month. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that game. Oh, yeah, that game. Because sometimes some of these smaller games kind of get lost in the mix of the noise of all the things that are happening online, right? Mm-hmm. And I got, a, or I got a a drop this week um, from them, and I didn't realize this was something they were doing, but they did talk about it in uh, one of the directs. Essentially, Wholesome Games have now become a label or publisher of sorts, um, and they have their first game out. This game... I knew I had to bring to Kat's attention because remember when you enjoyed Neku Atsume? Yeah. Yeah. This is, it gives me Neku Atsume vibes. It said it's with bunny rabbits. It's called Usagi Shima. It's mobile. It's on Android and iOS out today. Free to download. Definitely has microtransactions in it. Um, I've installed it on my phone to play on the subway. Um, But yeah, it's, super cute looking it also the illustrations like the bunnies do remind me of the Neku Atsume art style it also gives me um oh my god what's that other one that we were playing for a bit uh it'll come to me in a bit anyways it reminds me of tons of games that we have played in the past and uh I thought it might be a, a cute one that you may enjoy as well so is it Cozy like Grove? Build- that was the game I was thinking of. Cozy Grove. Cozy
1: Grove. <laughs> Cozy Grove I didn't play. I didn't play. But is it the kind of stuff that you like build an area and you watch bunnies come and chill?
0: Mhm. So I'll read you through the uh the about of the game. Usagi Shima is a relaxing idle bunny collecting game developed by solo developer Panko. You've been tasked as a caretaker of an abandoned island. As you decorate it over time, curious but adorable bunny visitors start to appear. Buy toys, plants, and build structures on an abandoned island to entice curious bun tourists to pay your island a visit. Discover, take photos, and make friends with a variety of bunnies that visit based on how you've decorated and arranged the island. Usagishima is heavily inspired by acute, soothing games like Nekuatsume Atsume and Animal Crossing. The game's namesake and setting draws inspiration from Okunoshima, a real island in Japan that has a lot of bunny inhabitants. Oh. Yeah. So, I mean, like, it's nice to have a little game that you can pun of... Pick up and, you know, it's it, it like they said, a, a uh, collecting game that you can kind of play on the go. Pick up, let go, let down. So when next time you pick it up, see who's come to visit, that kind of thing. Uh, definitely has microtransactions in it. I noticed that, but I haven't really uh, dived into it too much. Features note, discover and record 30 plus rabbits with unique looks and features. Over 100 items to decorate with, some even interactive Hand-drawn and traditionally animated art style. Pet and engage with a variety of activities with the bunnies to build friendship. Receive keepsakes from bunnies you've become friends with and even invite them to stay on your island. Synced with real-time, experience the island ambience matching your time of day. And relaxing idle gameplay. No time limits, no stress. Enjoy the ambience and play on your own pace. So, yeah, this was first shown off in the old, one of the Wholesome Directs of 2022. I imagine this is a summertime one. And it was also shown at the Wholesome Direct 2023. Um, and, yeah, on their press kit site there uh, and on the YouTube channel of uh, Wholesome Games are the uh, trailer, first ever game trailers and the tra- teaser trailer. There's also a bunch of images. It's very cute and cuddly looking. Looks so
1: adorable.
0: Yeah, I uh, I love it. So, yeah, I might uh,
1: play a little bit of this this evening as I chill. I <laughs> am so happy that Wholesome Game is now doing this because, you know, the game will be cozy and wholesome if it's mm-hmm. published by Wholesome Game.
0: Totally. And the thing is, is like we mentioned, it's very difficult for these types of games to kind of make noise and get noticed. And Mm -hmm. I'm so happy that there is a platform of dedicated individuals that really want to make sure that these types of games get out there. Because there are so many cozy games that are coming all the time that it's just so easy to miss and... They deserve to get just as much love. You can make, and people have made entire video game content creator careers over just covering these types of games, which Mm -hmm. were so few and far between when you and I were growing up. Like we only had a handful of them. And now I feel like every week a new one's coming. I talked about Fae Farm coming. Um, I can even run through the ones that are coming this September just to give you an idea of like what the newsletter uh, gives you each each uh, month. So new releases for 2023. They bring you through. Um, Of course, they talk about Usakishima. Shima. Um, then coming soon, we've got Tiny Witch, which comes September 1st to PC. A small game about managing a minion store. Activ- activate spells, unlock new recipes, and prepare the best minions for your demanding and sometimes aggressive customers. <laughs> uh, September 8th is Fey Farm, coming to Switch and PC, featured in the Wholesome Snack. Fey Farm is a, RP- a sim RPG for one to four players. Craft, cultivate, and decorate to grow your homestead and use spells to explore the enchanted island of Azoria there's sprout Valley, which is also coming September 8th to switch a PC, a tiny farming sim where you can relax and grow the garden of your dreams. Nico Nico knew this was his chance to realize his dreams, So he put in his notice, closed his accounts and set forth on a journey of his dreams. Minico's night market is out this month. September 26 on Switch and PC, narrative-driven social simulation adventure game that celebrates Japanese culture and invites players to craft items, eat snacks, and enjoy all the cats. Pizza Possum, coming September 8th, Switch, PC, PS, and Xbox. Live your ultimate possum dreams in a snackable, chaotic arcade game focused on eating as much food as you can in single-player co-op without getting caught. Single-player or local co-op, sorry, without getting caught. And then Dolphin Spirit Ocean Mission, coming September 26th to switch PC, PlayStation, and Xbox. Dive into the ocean's depth, teeming with life and color with your dolphin friend, Keanu. Learn to, about marine life and ecology while helping the local environmentalists save the island from impending disaster. So yeah, and then they note they note a bunch of games that you might have missed, like Blue Wednesday, which came out August twenty eighth, and The Shape of Things, which came out August thirtieth, and uh, some staff picks, not necessarily wholesome games, uh, but things that their team is playing. Uh, Fossil Corner is being played by Nick uh, by Matthew right now. Uh, Luck to be Landlord is being played by Victoria Tran. Uh, and Kirby Superstar is being played by James from their team. So, like, you really get an idea of like the type of games that that like they're out there, but you wouldn't necessarily normally hear about them unless you're following very specific content creators on online and stuff. So, uh, so yeah, sign up to their newsletter. It is worth it.
1: <sighs> Sweet, I will definitely. Just going to add more shit to the backlog. Exactly.
0: And like, we got Neku Atume coming or not Neku Atume. Oh my goodness. We've got Minigo's Night Market coming. Yeah. Like. I've been talking about that
1: game for like four years. I know. I know. Super exciting.
0: All right. Well, that pretty much closes out the show for this week. As always, we want to invite you to check out the show notes on GirlsOnGames.ca for links to all the stories mentioned in this episode. Thank you, Catherine, for doing that every week for us. We'd also like if you have the power to rate and review uh, this podcast on the podcasting platform where you are consuming it. Uh, if you could do that, that'd be much appreciated. Why? It helps with discovery, pushes up, us up in the rankings, and helps other people find our content. Uh, also, comments helps us build our show. Much appreciated. Hey, shout out to all the folks who let us know that the ad markers were playing in weird spots. <laughs> I,
1: I forgot I could set them manually. <laughs> I'm sorry.
0: It's okay. It it's me. good, but like, thank you for doing that. Um, because you know, sometimes things happen. We forget things. Uh, but much appreciated to the community for doing that for us. Um, as always, I want to thank the panel, aka Catherine, for being on the show with me this week. Cat, where can you? Can everybody find you online?
1: Uh, my currently abandoned social media accounts are all <laughs> CSDSBINSesbien. Twitter, threads, Blue Sky, Instagram. But uh, yeah, I'm mostly on Discord nowadays. I think that's the only thing I got really left. I'm really active. So come join us in the Girls on Games Discord. And I am Leah Jewer
0: on most social media platforms. But of course, you want to know everything there is to know about Girls on Games. You can track us down at The Girls on Games on Twitter slash X and Facebook girls on games no thought in there on instagram and threads discord.me slash girls on games to continue this conversation and more and where you can find most of us but of course if you want to know anything at all you can track it down at our home base that is our website girls on games.ca thank you cat it's been another lovely week in video games and um there are so many to play and now
1: i don't know what to play this is a fun
0: problem to have
1: (laughs) (laughs) gotta play sea of stars
0: Yeah, until I can get back to the Xbox Series X and then it's going to be nothing but space. All right. See y'all later. Bye. Bye.